This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it, and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. Good morning. My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And today is day 48 of the AOM questions, 100 days of questions. Today, we're going to talk about narcissist personalities, a chance to rebuild and in-laws again. If you're new here, welcome. We have over 260 shows about all things marriage and relationship topically. I can never say that right. Um, And we are so glad that you're here. We're so glad that you're following and listening and joining in. Mm -hmm. And as always, our show is brought to you by Audible. Our absolute favorite thing in the planet is Audible. I mean, our kids are nice too, but (laughs) (laughs) Audible, we love audiobooks. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get your free, that's F-R-E-E, audiobook on us. Go do that, please. Go do that. And thank you, Audible, for yeah, sponsoring your show. Yeah, you'll like it. Trust me. And good morning to Instagram and Facebook Live, which we uh, go live every single day. Thanks, guys, for joining us today. So let's get into the review yes. of the day, right? All right. Re- review of the day. Ellen Ingersoll, five stars. Thank you for being so real. Our marriage is so different now from the beginning after going through a spousal betrayal. Realizing we weren't pouring into each other before and not growing with it, with, uh, with each other, we searched for couples podcasts and found yours. It has been so helpful for me in healing and so helpful for my husband in learning growth mindset. Thank you for being so real and vulnerable with your listeners and showing other people that growing a marriage into something great is possible even after a painful experience. Thank you for that review, and thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Good morning, Brittany. I already said that. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Andy. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. You too. Um, yeah, thank okay. you so much for sending that review in. And as always, if you are enjoying the show or if you care about our feelings, <laughs> write a review and send it in. <laughs> <laughs> if you care. All right, just dive into question All right, number one. you read the first one. Oh. <clears throat> 
I just started your podcast and absolutely love it. I just finished chapter nine. So this person is talking about season one of the podcast. Mm -hmm. Chapter nine about identity and wow, mind blown. My question to you is, I know you've touched on this a little, but what about narcissist personalities? Is there an episode you can refer me to? My husband has some form of this and everything I read says run far away and that he will never change. But... We have kids. And then I listened to chapter nine and now I'm left scratching my head. Why? Wait, we are in the midst of a major struggle trying counseling and I would really appreciate your insight. I can't tell you how much I appreciate what you're doing. You are a light for so many people. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank awesome. you. Thank you. Um, thank you for sending in the question too. So there's a couple different personality traits and then a, uh, we call it access to personality disorders like narcissist personality disorder borderline personality disorder um and i think like a handful more histrionic personality disorder there's a couple uh most that i've dealt with have been borderline personality disorders and some narcissists so i don't want to and and these things actually don't change so i don't want to like jump in and say oh your husband's Narcissist NPD, right? Because that takes a long time of diagnosis. That takes a long time of figuring stuff out. And just like a lot of us try to like be our own web MD and go to stuff and go, oh my goodness, they do two of these things. That's yeah. they're this forever, right? So I'm not saying that you are wrong here, but I want you to put the brakes on and slow down a minute, right? Mm -hmm. I thought that I have like been a narcissist personality. Well, not really, but like you thought been, for sure that I was for a long time. No, no, well, I, never, I, mean, I never thought you a narcissist. I think we all have narcissist tendencies. traits and we're all selfish. And just because we are these traits for a good amount of time doesn't mean like, oh my goodness, they are this and they're not going to change, right? So I'm super glad that you guys are in counseling for this. I'm not sure what the struggle is because you guys don't say, but go into this, be have an open mind, support... See what he needs, right, for himself. And if he's saying things like, well, I could do this if you would do this or you do this. We've had tons of callers who are like pushing their uh, pushing their issues mm -hmm. onto their... Projecting. On, yeah, projecting onto mm -hmm. their partner and saying, well, you know, if you would just do this, blah, blah, blah. That is like rampant, especially in our culture. And guys do this all the time. Oh, they're women. Don't do this. And I, so I can't do this. And it's just ridiculous. So yeah. maybe that's it. So maybe he has to do some real individual work mm -hmm. and go, oh, I'm not a narcissist. I was just being an idiot and not being introspective and mm -hmm. not taking care of my own stuff, mm -hmm. putting it on her. Yeah. Well, I definitely think that um, like the, if you have any, okay, let me start over. A lot of times we are not really adults in our emotional intelligence levels, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So when I was presenting as like a preteen, <laughs> emotional preteen, pre uh, I was moody right. and instable and unkind and didn't see like kind of beyond myself, mm -hmm. right? And so I feel like that um, the, the next level of personal growth and development relationally and emotionally for every human when once they're past 25 mm -hmm. is to become an emotional adult. And a lot of us are definitely, definitely, definitely not there. We know we right. could be there. We see other people that are there and we think, oh, well, I'm old. I'm there, right? I'm an adult. I'm, I'm there, mm -hmm. but we're totally not. And so in our relationship, my selfishness presented like narcissism, I think, because one, I was really selfish. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to not be selfish. Two, um, I was like, what? Deal with it. 
which sounds very narcissistic. Like, I can't even align to your feelings. Right. Idiot. Right. I want what I want. Right. I was being a jerk because I wasn't emotionally an adult yet, Mm -hmm. but I thought I was. I totally thought, and like, nobody said I wasn't. The church counselor didn't say I wasn't. Nobody was like, hey, time to grow up now <laughs> yeah like right? I, like stop being a baby about everything and so there's a i think that that I, I like the idea of asking him what he needs and and wants and kind of thinking of it that way but the hard part is that if if he's like i was his answer is going to sound like a narcissist it's mm-hmm. going to sound like i just want more my time and i want you to do things in my way mm-hmm. right that's mm-hmm. not great but so it's a struggle there but also i think i emailed back and said i would look into enneagram stuff i don't know if you've looked at Enneagram stuff at all, it's been super helpful mm-hmm. for me to understand that I'm a seven with an eight wing and an eight is like the jerk of the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. Not that every eight is a jerk. I'm a jerk. But uh, I, I have a tendency when I'm like stressed out or I feel whatever. You go to a, a, a bad eight. Yeah, I have a tendency to have all the narcissist-ish traits when I... When I've been unhealthy, and if I get really stressed out, I blame. I should just learn everything about like your, um, your, your enneagram when you go to stress, and just look it up and go. I'm not taking that answer. You're doing this. We should have enneagram pillows for every type, and Mm. when I'm stressed, you throw that one at me. That would really empower me because I like hate conflict. You pick up the pillow like like He Man and 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 throw it at me. I get stressed out like super big, and I'd be Uh like, "You're doing number one." I'm not falling for it. I'm not being a jerk. You're doing this. Peace the F out. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Right? <laughs> yeah, but I think I, there's a lot to consider in that question, but um, I will... What, are you scrolling? I can't read it. But I, I don't know. Thank you for sharing it. And I, I want to just protect your heart around that because I, when Seth would point out or say that I was doing something that seemed narcissistic to him, mm-hmm. I only f- sort of flared up as mm-hmm. more of it. Yeah, so, but that does not it. mean that I couldn't grow and change and all of that stuff. So, <laughs> wife and life says, "Sorry, the other numbers can't keep up." It's <laughs> <laughs> probably what an eight would say, right? <laughs> That's funny. Okay, okay, this is a long question, so I'm gonna read it. Hey, Melanie and Seth, I listen to all your episodes some three or four times. It is extremely frustrating to me that as married people, most of us go looking for this kind of content after it's most likely too late. We could just sit on that right there. Um, My wife and myself have been together since high school, moved in at 19, married at 30. Uh, Traumatic childhoods. I hate using that as as an excuse for my awful behavior over the past 30 years. I've cheated on her three times, once when we were teenagers, once in early 20s when we got married, and the last time after we were married for six years. Um, I've been faithful ever since. Uh, We were together 13 years before. Let's see. Um, I've always truly loved her. I've hurt her in several different ways, several different times. I've been physically abusive, never hit, kick, punch, or slap, but grabbed her arm on several occasions and huge blowouts. Um, during a break, let's see, we went on a family vacation. We were playing something. I drank a ton of alcohol, and um, she swung at me, and then I put her in a headlock, and you both fell to the ground. I landed on the ground with my hands. Um, we scraped knuckles. We scraped uh, knees, and she uh, maybe broke her finger. 
Since that night, we've been trying to mend our relationship. I was asked to leave the house. I left for several months. We had a massive fight, and then I told her I was moving back in no matter what. Um, That fight was over the phone. She came home after being out with friends, and that night we had sex. Since then, I've slept downstairs in my room, and we have not had sex since, so that's probably, I don't know, six months or so. I've asked her repeatedly to give me a chance to show her and understand how my behavior has been essy. Uh, I'll bleep that out. And I've been going to a therapist since August, group uh, anger management, domestic disturbance class once a week. I've learned so much. I listen to podcasts, read books, and every time I, I have a free moment, I try to do good stuff. Um, let's see. What can I do? I have to build trust here. Um, let's see. Uh, I've tried to explain to her that I think I truly feel her pain, but I don't think she believes me. I've been extremely faithful for the past 11 years, but have not been the best husband. What can I do? Um, what can I do? We went to church as teenagers, but haven't gone in a long time, and I don't consider myself spiritual. Please give some insight. Melanie, I relate with your with you and your past behavior so well. I feel like I have so many similar behavior traits and family of origin traits. Seth, you were quite like my wife as well, and I think these are also reasons why I'm drawn to your podcast. Okay, so there is a bunch of stuff, and yeah. you're trying to real, rebuild trust after... A long time of bad behavior, after a long time of hurt, after a long time of mistrust, and then culminating with a couple of domestic violence things, right? So this is how I dealt with it when Melanie just like wanted absolute zero, would text me, I want a divorce, give me a divorce, I'm divorcing you, and I would just be like, no, we're not doing that. I remember very specifically, no, we're not doing that, no, we're not doing that. And I would come home and, and say to myself, and also write in my journal for, a, for, I don't know, months, well, for probably a year and a half, like, Melanie doesn't owe you anything. And this was my mindset. We both were wrong, and we were both, like, just grabbing onto spaghetti strings, you know, and falling all the time. But I went in it with, like, I don't expect anything from her mm-hmm. if... We have a good hour. If we have a good 10 minutes, then the next 23 hours and 30 minutes are terrible. Okay, that's what it is, right? And I was super depressed. I was super distraught, and I hated every second of life, right? Mm -hmm. But I went in with the mindset of she doesn't owe me anything. Don't expect anything from her for a time period. I'm not saying that was exactly right. I'm just saying it was helpful for me and my perception of the whole thing. And when we have like years and years and years of hurt like this, of being a terrible husband, of alcohol stuff, of being like aggressive, grabbing arms, and then culminating that crazy thing, then you can't expect anything. Mm -hmm. You just have to be, whatever I get out of this, then fine. I'm going to decide to be, to walk as upright as I can. Don't do any of that old stupid behavior because you see where it got you. So that same behavior is not going to get you anywhere that you want to be mm-hmm. and understand like, all right, I'm sorry. It's like the most humbling experience ever. It's like, I'm a piece of S. I did mess up, but I don't expect anything. I'm just trying mm-hmm. to do myself and do me, not like in a selfish way, but just like, okay, anything I get is like icing on the cake kind of mm-hmm. thing. Well, there's not even a cake. It's just a crumb. <laughs> icing on the crumb. Right. Um, one of the things that came to mind, one of the pictures that sort of popped into my head as Seth was talking was goes back to what we were saying in the first question where it's like this um, person, and I was just like this, so hear me talking to myself when I answer this and say this, is that they were an emotion, they are 
trying to transition from being an emotional preteen into being an emotional adult. And I'm sure you've been an adult for a long time physically, but Mm -hmm. emotionally, no way. And what it's like is you're going, you're saying, I've been faithful for this long and why doesn't she this and blah, blah, blah. And here's the perfect image that came into my mind. You and I are just like, a-hole kids and we've gone into a room and we tore the place up Mm -hmm. right we tore up everything we Mm -hmm. took the curtains off the walls we threw clothes we knocked over furniture and we just think we can walk out of that room and not clean it up Mm -hmm. but when you're an adult it's your freaking responsibility to clean up that room and you also can't walk into that same room where crap is all over the place and go well, I'm not tearing more crap up, so... Why aren't you happy with me? It's good, yeah. right? You have to clean up the actual mess you made, mm-hmm. right? That's an excuse that a lot of people use. Like, and, and sure, I understand it, and I can be compassionate with it, and I've even said it before. And I like, you know, like when we've had arguments, and I'm like, I'm not like so-and-so staying out yeah. until whatever and playing video games all day. Sure, I'm not... But just because I'm not doing that doesn't mean that this yeah, other, what other mess this have other you actually made yeah. bad behavior or behavior it's that like you want to see change. You're an arsonist, but I don't do graffiti. Like <laughs> what? Not right. helpful. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter. Not relevant, right? Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of what's going on. Is that um, in? Oh, wait, what does that say? Mom in the wild, and that mindset has to be mutual. I'm not sure what you mean by that. Maybe the the cleaning of the broom concept. I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's a good point to the <laughs> mutual mindsets. Exactly. That's what it takes. That's and that's what it takes. The hard work. Yeah, uh, it just takes hard work yeah. on both people's part. And so, okay, I, I've been faithful for eleven years. Okay, that's great. <laughs> Have you been emotionally supportive? Mm-hmm. Have you attuned to her? Have you done all these other things? that don't like mm-hmm. don't look like your old behavior that got yeah, you to yeah. this place. It's so weird. It really is like it's like if I told my kid I need you to clean your room and they're like I've put my shoes away for 11 years, mom, why aren't you happy with mm-hmm. that? It's like cuz your whole room is a nightmare and right. you're not putting anything else away. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. cuz you put your shoes away, mm-hmm. great. Right. But you have and a like as a, an adult, you have a lot more responsibility, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and we're not bashing on this person. Um this I've, is- been, I've I've been guilty of it too, but it's just like okay, you've done that. Great. You've been faithful for 11 years. Okay. Have don't, you picked up the mess? From yeah. Don't say mean things. Have you attuned? Uh, you say that you're doing uh, books and podcasts and in therapy. That is awesome. You are taking the steps. And when I was in the thick of things, I was doing all that I thought I could do as well. But it's just like, okay, it just it just takes time, mm-hmm. I guess, you know? Yeah. And, and, and there's a, I go back to that. I think this is what becoming an emotional adult looks like. It looks like hard work, uncomfortable conversations. You know it's hard work because you freaking made the mess, but mm-hmm. you got to clean it, right? But here's the second part of that, and I'm going to use a different analogy like an injury. So if let's say I have get a massive cut on my arm. I mean, it's just like Mondo mm. needs stitches, Mondo. but it's... Uh, That's funny. Tease me now. Um, but I have a massive cut on my arm, and I go to the doctor, they stitch it up, it's like, whatever, and what if I just stare at it every day, and like, mm-hmm. poke it every single day, and I go, see, but look at the, see it, and I got the stitches, but, uh, and like, we just touch it mm-hmm. all the time, it's going to get infected, and it isn't going to heal, there right. is an element of, you have to actually stop focusing on the cut that's on your arm, you have to stop focusing on all the bad things that have happened, and you need to, it's like driving forward, but looking in the rearview mirror, you're mm-hmm. gonna crash, right, you gotta, you have to like shift your mindset and focus it on what you want moving forward. 
That's what an adult will do. An emotional adult who is healthy and well will do that. And I wish someone had told me this all those years ago when we were going through everything. Mm-hmm. But thank you for the question. Yeah, good question. I know question. that that's hard. Good luck. Do follow questions if you want some more uh, insights. Okay. My father-in-law makes crazy statements about never being able to do a nine-to-five. The way he eats is, is the only and best way to eat. We should jump on his latest supplements and diet. He won't have a job that's stressful. Uh, let's see. And All right, finish the, the You should have edited this one. But, Sorry. So it's father-in-law problems, and basically what it is is the father-in-law keeps telling these people how to live, right? Like he says that they aren't doing a good job making money or the way that they eat or their lifestyle isn't good enough. Let's see. He keeps pushing and does things where he says hurtful things in a joking way. Um, and we've been, and it hurts our feelings in a joking way as to get away with it. My husband does too, but we've been working on it because it hurts my feelings and then I react. So yeah, husband does it because dad does it. Mm-hmm. That's not so a how surprise we- with family of origin. Yesterday we talked about it. He briefly apologized and kept doing it saying it's in a loving way. Mm-hmm. How can we? No, no. So how can, basically it's saying, how can we deal with this behavior in father-in-law mm-hmm. issues? Because, and, and it's, uh, it's really weird because um, I just think of my family and my family's great. But like, my especially my grandparents they're both passed away now but it's they like it's almost like they could never say anything serious to us mm-hmm. like everything had to be a joke almost mm-hmm. and maybe that was just only as we became teenagers and adults or whatever but it, at some point i remember feeling like it hurts my feelings a lot that they can't just talk to me normally mm-hmm. um and and it's a totally like they just learned it that's how they are it's almost like you can't mm-hmm. You're not going to change it. Yeah. That's how they relate to you. And it's really hard when parent, because what Dave Ramsey calls it the powdered butt syndrome. Right. Like when a parent treats a child a certain way, there's almost nothing you can do that's going to well, make no, it when, change. When the kids are trying to make a difference, like mm-hmm. try, trying to change their family, like say their getting own, out of debt, yeah. and then the kids go back to mom and dad and try to talk to them about money. It's or, like, or say like, don't do, we're, we're trying to get out of debt, so we're not going to go on vacation this year. You have an, a, an adult parent who essentially teases you because they're like, I know better, but it's just, that's, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think that's a really hard situation to be in. Yeah. I guess the hard, I mean, proximity is the first thing I think. Are you constantly around this person? Well, says that he's been visiting for a while, which, Mm -hmm. okay, maybe there's an end in sight (laughs) (laughs) and just deal with that. I would say that you have to lock arms with your husband and be together on the same page because it's no good feeling being, uh, feeling like your spouse and their parents are on the same page and you're not on the same page with your spouse. That sucks. I would just say, stand firm, keep your boundaries, tell your husband every single time that it bothers you and say, I'm not being unreasonable. This is not Mm -hmm. okay. You know, you know how he makes you feel. Mm -hmm. He's making me feel that same way. Yeah. Your husband definitely probably can't fix it though. So I want to just say that. That's what I was doing to Seth. When I would have my feelings hurt when we were first married, I would I would essentially be like, "Why aren't you fixing this?" Right, and it's like he can't. Yeah, I just need to grow up, and and so that kind that's that uh you know the saying the like a water off a duck's back, mm-hmm. like the, you see in water on a duck's back, it just rolls off. Mm-hmm. Get that skin, develop those feathers. Yeah, Get, like that's part of being an emotional adult as well. That's true. That's that really you, hard though because then you're like sitting in it and I can remember times when my own friend's dad I used to work yeah. with him would do stuff and it was like literally nothing I could do and it just 
Nothing you could do was right. And he teased right. you all the time. But that was and I wasn't literally married, right? how he talks to everyone. Though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And so I think there is an element of like, do you, some people are just going to do that. And some people are going to do it forever. Mm-hmm. And it's some, it, you got to figure out what you let in and what you just let roll off your back. Yeah. Um, and, and very much on purpose. And if it's causing you harm or makes you feel upset or causes tension in your marriage, pray about it, talk about it, work through it together as a team. Mm-hmm. But just don't expect your partner to fix it for you, which that doesn't sound like you are. But mm-hmm. um, that's just something I was doing, which is causing a lot more problems. Yeah. Can I just bottle a mini motivational Melanie and carry her in my pocket? <laughs> I want to be a motivational speaker so bad. <laughs> well, like, maybe you'll so get your bad. chance with some plans that we have coming up. So, uh, it's hard when you have kids too, and you want them to have a relationship with them. Yes, that's that really is hard. A really, yeah, and that's something we've dealt with too. Where it's like, what's being modeled in the in some of the people we love the most? Mm-hmm. What's being modeled is not what we want to have in our family, in our own home. Yeah, and so it's really complicated because you're trying to, um, you're trying to teach your children love everybody regardless of what they do but then also be like yeah but that behavior actually is hurtful yeah so i think that idea of really developing um the thick skin where we need to like the soles of your feet are thick right we need thick skin on the soles of our feet if Mm -hmm. we didn't have thick soles oh thick soles that's a weird word if we didn't have that we would be in pain all the time Right. Right. If we had thin skin on our feet, we would be in pain all the time. And so we just need to figure out how we can do that where we need to do that because we can't change other people. Mm-hmm. We really can't. Um, and and I, I, I don't know. I, I like that question. I think it's really helpful. And I think it's helpful to think of it that way. Yeah. And there's never really one solid answer. It's like, okay, this worked. Or you talk to your husband or talk to your spouse about, okay, what do we want to do? Sure, we can kind of like schedule the times that they go over there and then talk to them and stuff. Yeah, uh-huh. it's hard. It's hard. But it doesn't mean it's not possible. Yeah. And I like to reframe the blessing of uh, um, in-laws sometimes, you know, like a babysitter or they're teaching them lessons or they provide this or that love. Mm-hmm. That helps me to reframe stuff. There is a lot like the intergenerational aspect is extremely important yeah. in our current society. Mm-hmm. We don't have that very often. So, yeah, that's a good point. Reframe it. And, yeah, reframe it. And um, so... Um, good yeah. morning great questions thanks for the interaction that's a good that's good and differentiating yeah mm, yeah 100%. yeah it's a good point honey hey leslie what's up <laughs> hey. so you guys thank you wrapping it up i gots to go please remember to go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get your free audiobook that's absolutely free and we live there i'm gonna listen to stuff today on the drive to work and throughout the day mm-hmm. and share and also please go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast and rate and review the show mm-hmm. that really helps us thank you for the new ratings a bunch of people rated too Sweet. recently awesome. um, and I want to do a shout out to the women's group again like thank you so much for the support emotional support from I posted a video about stuff we're going through with parenting it's really hard right now and so I'm using the women's group as my personal therapy place mm. and I kind of said it I'm like sorry not sorry this is I need this and uh, and so it's been amazing like the outpouring has been amazing so I invite you if you're a lady no men are allowed to join the women's group and if you're a man join the men's group mm-hmm. and use it use it to your advantage this is a community that loves you cares about you wants you to succeed and has insight and wisdom so use it so i'm using it now that way and it's so incredibly helpful so thank you ladies all your insights are just amazing what am i your personal therapist oh gosh you've been in therapy for 15 years 
intense therapy. Oh, jeez. You're, you're my personal something. You're messed up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but yes, yeah. so please join those groups. And thank you, every lady who said something wonderful and gave me a virtual hug. Thank you. That's right. Um, All right. Peace out, guys. We'll catch you tomorrow. Happy Wednesday. I was say something. Happy hump day. There was something I was going to say, and I lost it. Oh, no, I know what it was going to be. Um, everybody who's listening and said to the to, to themselves, I want Melanie to be a motivational speaker. Tell me how to do it. Help me do it. I'm stuck. That's right. It is literally my dream, but I'm stuck. So The anyway. encouragement from the women's group is actually it, really amazing. It is amazing. Like you put something in the group, and it's like everyone, it's just like you have a whole like a group of mothers and I don't mean that in a demeaning way at all they're like the best mothers and they're all just Nurturing. like I will help you now and this is what I've walked That's through awesome. and whatever it is the actual best thing That's awesome. Imagine so if, if we could want... meet in real life. Yeah. Uh duh, meeting in real life July 25th, <laughs> Seattle, Washington, Pacific Northwest. Is July best. 25th. We are having a meetup. Go to the Eventbrite link that we need to share again today. I'll put it on Facebook and uh go there, please. Space is really limited, and it's going to be awesome. It's going if to be like so to drink, fun. If you like to eat, if drink. you like drink water, I don't care, uh, or beer, it doesn't matter. Uh, play games, and then afterwards, we'll walk around the city. We'll go to coffee houses and have delicious desserts. It's going to be so fun. It's going to be totally rad. So come here. A bunch of our friends are going. I freaking wish it wasn't so far from Michigan. I would love to be there with you. I, we would love you to be yes. there. Too. Oh, that'd be so fun. 15 minutes flat and had at least seven responses. Yeah. Yeah. In the, in the women's group. In the women's group. So. It is amazing. So, okay. Well, That's thank right. you. I know Seth's got to go. So, peace out. Love you guys. Bye. Have a good day.